0: a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void revoidment prohibited by law, see terms and conditions, 18 plus.
1: Just got a couple more to go, and then we got games. We're here, right?
0: It's 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 right here, right? We're Dublin, Ireland kicks us off this season because that's normal. Uh, but, yeah, no, I can't believe uh, we're, we're just around the corner. It's very exciting.
1: Um, okay, everybody has to have an opinion uh, on what we have watched the last week in conference realignment. I'm going to ask you from a football standpoint of the movement, do you see any program that's going to benefit, meaning, A, playing in this league is going to help them or either recruiting or just competition of everything that we watched last week at least?
0: I'd say the, the Pac-12 team's moving to the Big Ten. Uh, the, it's, to me, you can recruit. You, it opens up a new area for those teams to possibly recruit, but they haven't. Uh, I know that maybe the the grounds of Texas are a little bit more fertile for the, those Pac-12 teams moving to the Big 12, but let's face it, the, the Florida programs and Texas programs and Oklahoma have Texas on lock at this point, it feels like. So to me... The the Pac-12 former Pac-12 schools, namely Oregon and Washington, USC, UCLA, I guess they're all on that same level playing field for me, and they're able to dip their pool, their, their toe into the pool of Ohio, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, though you know coming east, and they might be able to benefit a little bit better than that because you know they, these kids now get to play against the teams that they grew up rooting for, or the teams that their parents root for now, and a scholarship offer to Oregon from the the middle of Ohio might uh, might seem a little bit better than most other programs.
1: Maybe if they have a year that they finish top 15, this answer is different, meaning about Utah. But when you look at the – and I brought this up and share your thoughts. The next decade, with all the realignment, I can guess the favorites of the SEC and the Big Ten. And somebody may strike lightning in the bottom and have a great year. In the Big 12, and maybe you'll think Utah is an overwhelming favorite – you can't do that in the Big Twelve for the next decade. And go, oh, these two, three schools are going to dominate. Maybe that emerges, but not right now. Would you agree?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. If you look at how Utah's dominated the Pac-12 over the past three years, right? I, I, my guess would people would say that you know next year, depending on how they how everything plays out this year, uh, they'd be the favorite for the Big Twelve next year, right? But it's it's almost like the Big Twelve is going to be the new Pac-12, where they're going to start cannibalizing themselves as well. You know, there's going to be the random defeat to a team that they shouldn't lose to. Playing in Morgantown is incredibly hard against the West Virginia Mountaineers. Grabbing a game in the Queen City of Cincinnati, they're not easy victories across the map. And I think that unless a team does separate themselves, uh, if Texas and Oklahoma couldn't do it, none of the programs that are left, none of the programs that are joining, in my opinion, are going to be able to do that as well. So I think it it makes for very interesting uh, discussion in the offseason. Great fodder for us through February, all the way through July. Um, But ultimately, yeah, it, it makes it one of the more interesting leagues going forward.
1: Let me get to our state as we're a couple of weeks out and, and get a little bit closer to, 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 to games and ask you to go around our state uh, and, and, and tell me, player to watch, offense and defense, either A, based on you think set for a big jump, uh, from a standpoint of uh, a draft grade, or just somebody that you love that, that you think people should pay attention to. Let me start with the Gators. Give me somebody, offense and defense, that people should know or keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, I'll stay in the trenches for the Gators. Micah the the offensive guard from Baylor, uh, he, a guy who was trained properly, played properly. I think he fits the scheme very well. I think some off-field issues kept him from dominating last year. And I think what we saw of him, this is a guy who has tackle written all over him in the n f l NFL. Uh, so a dominant year from him coming forward. And then Justice Boone, the redshirt sophomore, the edge on the opposite side of the ball. A guy, if, if Princely, going to get all the attention on one side, but Boone might be uh, shaping up for an incredible year uh, in production wise, but also showing off his skill set.
1: Let's go to Florida State for the Seminoles. Give me one on each side.
0: Yeah, everybody wants to talk about Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman, the size. But I think what happens is if you put both those receivers outside and you have Jordan Travis, Trey Benson, and the t- talented tight ends, Winston Wright in the slot. Anytime they're running 3-4 wide, watch for Winston Wright in the slot. This is a guy who you know, had the preseason injury last year. Last time we saw him, he was a 1,000-yard receiver, 1,200-yard kickoff return man, electric with the ball in his hand. So Winston Wright, he got number one if that tells you anything to know about uh, – Number placement on the roster, Winston, right for me, and then Jerry Jones, the cornerback, the, the oft-overlooked Mississippi State transfer of years past, got size. He's a nickel guy to me, could play free safety in the NFL as well. So Jerry Jones, great size, great instincts. He played injured last year, and I think if he's fully healthy, he shapes up to have a great year too. Let's go
1: to Miami for the Hurricanes.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't need to describe who he is for UCF fans, uh, but Matt Lee, center. I think honestly, I know they got on Cohen. From Alabama but Matt Lee I think is still their best offensive lineman coming in uh, and so watch Lee to dominate sort of set the tone for what looks to be a reworked offensive line uh, and then on the defensive side of the ball the safeties obviously get the 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 I guess lion's share of talk this offseason but to me um, Akeem Mesador, the former West Virginia transfer on the defensive line versatility across the defense he can play and he can play nose he can play anywhere uh, he's just a real true game wrecker
1: all right UCF
0: All right, so the offensive line, to me, what it looks reworked, how it looks. I think Bula Schmidt is a guy who possibly has NFL talent written all over him as well, plays in the middle. But what does the reworked offensive line look like? Marcellus Marshall from Kent State, Drake Metcalf. I mean, what does this offensive line look like? So kind of a cop-out. I love Bula Schmidt uh, as well. And then to me, let's see what Tremont Morris Brash can bring off the edge. He's been here long enough. Uh, you can't say breakout year coming, but uh, you can say another dominant season hopefully where he stays in the lineup and and stays consistent throughout the season because he's got all the talent.
1: By the way, Marcellus Marshall of Kent State is really good. Uh, I I would just say watching him, dude is big uh, and strong and people go, he's from Kent State. He was all conference there. That guy can play. He's really, really good.
0: He can they have Marcellus Marshall and what? Marcellus Johnson from Eastern Michigan making the big time transfers up to Power Five from the Mac. So both is on the right side of the line, each of them. So they're, they're a talented dude. Marshall, to me, can play either position. Uh, and honestly, he also has some sort of sneaky late round NFL draft ability, too, if he puts it all together this year.
1: To stay there, do you agree had a conversation with somebody in college football, works for a team not at UCF, that, 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 that said, of everything that we've watched, On how schools are learning in the transfer portal, it is, and you just mentioned the last couple of teams, rebuilding offensive lines is the most popular, the most sought after, because that's where everybody's like, I'm going to go find a two-year guy. I don't have time to break in the redshirt freshman. But he said if you look at how teams have tried to revamp their offensive lines, that's been arguably the most popular area in the transfer portal.
0: Yeah, there's still quarterbacks out there, right? There's still wide yeah. receivers out there. And if so if they're the most important positions in college, let's really look at what coaches are building. I think having players that are ready to play right now, it's, it's got to be offensive line takes the precedent. If you look at how quickly as well. I was tracking transfer portal movement, and if you look at how quickly it is, it's not just the, the coach you spoke to, it's everybody. Uh, an offensive lineman would hit the portal, and all of a sudden you'd look and see his Twitter feed or his X feed. And he's got 7, 10, 12 offers within the first 18 hours of it being in the portal. So, to me, it's a position that you don't have to necessarily learn the nuances of the offense if you're that good and that skilled. And so maybe that also helps him as well. But, yeah, it's it's you don't have the time to get an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid in there in college anymore. You've got to get guys that you go right away.
1: I don't know if it matters in preseason polls, but I want to play a little game here of these top teams. Give me somebody that's overrated of Georgia, Michigan, Bama, Ohio State, LSU, Southern Cal, Penn State, Florida State as the top eight. Is anybody overvalued?
0: Oh, overvalued? I, I'm going to go to USC if they can't get over the proverbial hump. How much better can they get this year that, of the team that wasn't able to beat Utah last year twice? So look at, look at USC. They still have the Heisman Trophy winner. They, they have a better, maybe better offensive lineman. They get Dorian Singer at wide receiver, but the defense still got lucky last year at times. I always point back to that Rice game where they had, what, four interceptions and four of them returned for touchdowns. All four of them were drops from the Rice receivers. You don't have that in Pac-12 play and it caught up and bit them in the behind. So to me, USC, until proven otherwise, and Lincoln, until he proves otherwise as well, are going to be a little bit overrated. I know they're going to be fun to watch, but can they get over that Pac-12 hump uh, in the Caleb Williams era?
1: The middle of the poll, I'm going to ask you who should be higher and who should be down among this group of Texas, Notre Dame, Utah, Oregon, TCU, Kansas State, Oregon State.
0: I probably can't say Oregon State needs to, because I understand where they are in the middle. Yep. Oregon probably needs to be lower. I'd rather be cautiously optimistic about putting them in 18 20, 22, to see if it wasn't just Kenny Dillingham that made that offense go. The defense, to me, had too many lapses. There were some problems on defense last year. I don't know if they got in the bag. They actually lost some key players. Uh, and they need to stay healthy. But to me, if Bo Nix, you know, I'd rather be wrong about Oregon in week one and two, and then correct myself later in the season. Let's see what Bo Nix is really is really all about because we have you know five years of him, and four of them aren't good. So let's see what Bo Nix can actually bring to the table without Kenny Dillingham before we. These uh,
1: are th- these are teams outside the top twenty-five. Tell me one. You can even mention two that belong inside: Iowa, South Carolina, Florida, UT San Antonio, Pittsburgh, UCLA, Kentucky.
0: I will stick with my Roadrunners. <laughs> They're getting back a healthy core on defense. The defensive line is as deep as, if you put the best in the state of Texas, their, their defensive line is as deep. They have offensive linemen who could have gone and played in any pack five, or power five school as well. And then you have Frank Harris, the guy who's going to rewrite and probably set every UTSA record ever and make them uncatchable. That quarterback as well, and Clark. Josh at the on the, at, on, on the edges at wide receiver. This is a team that is built to compete against power five schools, not just dominate what I think they will in the AAC this year.
1: Hey, uh, one last question, and, and we've talked about this. As great as Drake May is, you've got to have good talent around you. The Tez Walker story, they thought that they were getting an impact guy, and if Tez Walker does not get cleared, uh, what kind of ripple effect on the UNC offense?
0: You know, you look more at whether Drake May is actually the kid that we, you know, the NFL draft want him to be. I feel for Kez Walker, reading his story and reading his statement as well, I hope the appeal goes the other way. But to me, if you have to look at it on the field, the question was always going to be, even with Walker potentially playing, can Drake May take this roster, which is depleted, and elevate the players on the outside, elevate his, his wide receivers, his running backs, his linemen, get the ball out quicker, Become faster in the progressive read this season if Walker does not play gives us a better answer of who Drake May actually is as a quarterback and as a potential pro prospect in the immediacy uh, for his NFL career.
1: Cam Meller, follow him on Twitter at Cam Meller and please check out the work at collegefootballnetwork.com. Thank you. Talk to you next week. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, Mark. Thanks as always.
1: Busy eleven o'clock hour. We got the news. We'll also have a history lesson that kind of fits with what's been happening in the college sports world. That'll be about eleven thirty five. Stick around eleven o'clock hour in the news
0: is next.